Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. It's 10 a.m., you guys. My kids are well awake, and uh, and there's going to be some background noise. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, there's going to be sips of coffee or, or massive gulps, um, probably some interruptions with kids. I'll try to cut out what I can, but you're just going to hear little, little bits of screams and maybe some yelling and... I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but that's going to be in in the background of today. So consider that like the the music undertone of the entire episode. Okay. And we'll be fine. Okay. So today's episode is going to be when you're plagued with doubt that it's not enough. And I feel like I talk about this, but then I get so many emails, like so many emails. In fact, I would say that probably the number one thing Maybe not. Maybe it's how do you manage it all? But maybe the number two thing that I get asked is I'm doing these things. It's not enough. Or how do I know it's enough? Whatever. Like the topic of the day is you're plagued with that guilt and that self-doubt that my child cannot possibly be getting enough. And sometimes there's outside influences that, that contribute to that. People tell us it's not enough. Or we see other kids and we're comparing our children and we think, okay, we're way behind. Oh no. So that is the topic of today's podcast episode. So if it interests you, you're going to want to stick around or save this for later. Remember, you can always subscribe and these are going to show up right on your phone or on your computer so that you don't miss a single one. You can also find all of the podcast episodes on my blog at homeschoolon.com, but I'm just going to take one of those big gulps of coffee and we're going to get started. All right. So first of all, no one is immune from feeling that. I don't care if you've been homeschooling for 20 years. If you've been homeschooling for 20 years, you're probably at the point where you're like starting to second guess, like, is there new stuff? Am I missing stuff? Like everything has changed so much. And, and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been homeschooling. You are going to have moments, days, seasons where you are going to be plagued with doubt. That's just reality. That's just like the little, the little like baggage we carry around as homeschoolers. We carry around the weight of, of wondering, the weight of, of, of guilt. And it's not like mom guilt. It's like homeschool mom guilt. It's so much worse. So this is the reality. And so first of all, you can't think that you're alone and that everybody else has it figured out because that's just plainly not true. Like not true. Sometimes what I need to do is I need to consider the way that school once was taught and the way that school is taught now. Things are changing so much, you guys. The way that that education now looks in public schools, but also then the pressure in homeschools. I mean, curriculum providers create curriculum that that helps meet the need. And right now the need is more, 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 more because we always feel like it's not enough. So more and more and more is created and added. And then we feel the pressure to actually use everything that's created and added because that's what schools are doing. And we have to keep our kids on par with schools and round and round and round the cycle goes. But stop the crazy train for just a second. And let's consider something. We have very little proof of this current education model of what that's going to look like. It's like when a new vaccine comes out and it's kind of like you just you just kind of want to wait stand on the sidelines I shouldn't probably have used that as an example please don't crucify me okay I'm the person that's kind of like let's sit on the sidelines and wait and see because this is untested and then they find out like six months later a year later that oh that's like killing people or that's causing this and it's like you know new medications new things I just don't go anywhere near that stuff until I, it's been tried and tested it's the same way with education this model of education If we're using tried and tested as an example, I mean, let's look at even our culture, the way that we were 
in school, it's changed so drastically, you guys. We can't even use, there's no model to follow. We have no idea what this current generation of children is going to grow up to become. And we cannot measure intelligence with a test. You cannot measure somebody's intelligence with a test. If you want to use that as a model, then so many of the people that are literally world changers in our history would have would have been totally written off and were totally written off by education systems. So we cannot use that as a model. We cannot use the current education system as what we look to for our own idea of we're doing enough. We can't use it to placate us that, okay, well, because we are following what the schools are following or because we're doing enough, if we just add more, then clearly we're giving our kids the best. Is more best? Is more best? Don't take my word for it. You ask yourself this question. Is more best? Is filling up my child's every second of every hour of every day, is that what's best for them? Is that the best education that I can offer them? Think about it for a minute. How does your child feel when from 8 a.m. they sit at their little desk until 3 p.m.? How do they feel? Do they enjoy school? Do they enjoy the experience? Now, there are some of you out there that are like, hey, yeah, my child enjoys that. They're like sitting there playing school and they got their backpacks and they just, they love it. They love it. They love it. Okay, that's great. That's great. Because whatever works for your family and your child, you got to do that. Okay, so I'm not judging. I'm not saying everyone's going to be like me, but I am saying that most kids (laughs) that I know, Aside from my own five, and I have five very different children, I might add. But aside from my own children, most kids that I know, uh, they don't thrive in that environment. They, they get to a point where they're, they're crying because it's writing, writing, writing. Let's talk even, even writing, okay? So we give our kids the science. They're, we're going to read. We're going to do a little experiment. Okay, we found a hands-on science. Woohoo, we rock. And then we're going to open our books and we're going to fill in all these little sheets. And you're going to define all these words and blah, 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 blah. Okay, they're writing. Then social studies. We're learning. We're reading. We're discussing. And now we're going to write about it. And then language arts. We're going to write about it. And then like, like every subject that we do, there's writing, writing writing that's the model read and write and read and write and write and read and they all require more 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 of you homeschool mom and then they require more 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 of them so so really when we sit down and we think about it like like objectively here is doing more offering your child the best education are they retaining every single thing that you stuff into their heads Because in my mind, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. You have to think what is a quality education? What is actually going to speak to my child? And that is the kind of education that sticks with them. Because what is the point of stuffing their brain with random facts, and then at the end of it, they don't remember any of it, and now they hate school? One moment. Yes. No, she's not talking. She's lost her thoughts. Yes. Okay, so when you question if you're doing enough as a parent, just listen to this podcast episode and you will see that your life is no different than mine. Anyways, okay, so that is not that is not for me the measuring stick that I use. My measuring stick is not the amount of information. My measuring stick is what we are actually retaining. So that is the first and foremost thing that we need to consider. I'm gonna have to pause this and I'm gonna have to deal with this. So if if our measuring stick is not quantity, if it is not how much information we stuff into their heads, then how do we measure the success of education? And honestly, everyone's going to have a different answer for this. How do you measure the success of your child's education? 
Because for me, the more I'm, I get into this, the more and longer that I homeschool, the more I realize that actually I, as a teacher, cannot force my child to learn. I cannot force an education on my child. I cannot educate my child. My child has to choose whether or not they are going to be educated. This is such an important principle, you guys. And it's something that we have to get into our heads because just, just more and more and more information that we put and pump into our kids doesn't necessarily translate into learning because our child has to decide if they're going to learn it, if they're going to make it their own, if they're going to own that concept or that principle or that lesson. And if they choose that they will not, if they choose that they feel sorry for themselves, if they're overwhelmed and they're just not in that space, then then we are actually accomplishing nothing. And the more and more and more expectation we put on our kids and we put on ourselves and that we accept on ourselves, the the less our kids are actually even retaining. Like, like at the end of the day, do we want our kids to to pass a test and get a good GPA or do we want them to actually know things? Do we want them to actually understand how to think, how to stand on their own two feet, know what they believe and be able to speak eloquently about those things? See, I don't want to raise a child that that can go to college and, and yeah, sure, you can do what you want to do. I want to raise a child who will make a difference. I want to raise a child who is a world changer. Whether they're changing the world by raising their children or whether they are changing the world with a voice that they may have or a platform in some capacity, I don't know. But I want to raise world changers. I want to raise kids who can do so much more than they ever thought that they could do because they know how to think. They know how to express themselves. And that's really what education is. They're learning how to learn. And they're learning how to communicate and express themselves. And I feel like if we can get that process happening, and it doesn't always have to be through book work. In fact, it shouldn't all be through book work. There should be a lot. You can't teach your child how to think completely through book work. Uh-uh. That's through discussion. That is through reading and discussion and asking questions. I'm going to bring up an example that's, that's really recent that has been strong on my heart. And that is, is um, the example. Now, take in mind, I'm not just, just gearing this towards Christian homeschoolers, but it is a good example of Christian versus secular homeschooling and spe- specifically Christian versus secular curriculum and how we as parents and educators are going to choose to address this with our kids. Now, I am a Christian homeschooler and I strongly, strongly, strongly believe that my kids need to be taught from my worldview. But I'm not afraid necessarily of a curriculum that is going to bring up stuff that that is going to teach things unless it's done in a way that is independent of what I can teach them from. For example, if I'm going to have my child doing a language arts program independently from me and it is bringing in things that I don't agree with, and now I have a problem with it because my child is learning in a capacity that I can't can't be the one to have those discussions because I don't even know what they are learning. Whereas if we are doing a read aloud or, you know, some sort of picture book that is talking about something that I don't even necessarily agree with, what is my alternative? Do I look at these books and say, this isn't the way I would teach it. Therefore, I refuse to have this in my homeschool. I personally do not. As a Christian homeschooler, when I come across things like evolution, when I come across things like intolerance in a way that that I don't think is actually intolerance or opens discussion for those things, I am not afraid to read that book with my child and have the discussion. Because here's the thing with discernment. Here's the thing with thinking independently, with raising children who actually have an opinion and they know how to have their own thoughts. They're not just adopting yours. They're, they're coming up with their own. Here's the thing with that. That cannot be taught. 
You cannot teach your child how to think. You cannot teach your child how to discern things. You can expose them and give them opportunity and it's something that they have to grow in and of itself. My husband and I were talking about it last night and he gave the example of community. If we never expose our kids, then how can we expect them to stand on their own two feet? All that we've done is taught down to them. So here's an example. If we are teaching to our kids and we are teaching them about creation and we only ever teach them creation, we don't ever want to teach them anything else. Creation, 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 creation. This is what we believe, what we believe. This is why we're right. The thing is, is that our kids, do they really understand why? Do they understand what is out there? Do they know how to stand on their own two feet when they graduate, when they go to university, when this is going to be addressed to them? Or will they be shaken and fall because there's no foundation? All it is, is you imposed on them. It's the same with faith. If all you do is teach them, this is right, this is what we believe, then it's just you imposed on them. And I want my kids for it to be their own. Whether we're talking about faith, whether we're talking about belief, whether we're talking about values and morals or whether we're talking about education. I want them to own it. Otherwise, what is the point? What is the point? What is the point of this whole thing if at the end of the day, my child knows or understands or retains or or has adopted nothing. If all they're doing is, okay, they're becoming a little yes man. Great. I taught my child how to be a yes man. I taught my child how to just do what I want them to do for the sake of the test, for the sake of what I'm teaching them, to nod and smile, and and at the end, they, they they stand on nothing. They stand on nothing. See, instead, when I come across stuff in our read-alouds or when I come across something that I maybe don't agree with, I am excited. Do you know why I'm excited? Because I'm going to take the opportunity not to teach my child. I will eventually, but I'm not going to close that book and say, well, What are they saying here? This is what they're saying. And this is why they're saying it. No, 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 no. I want my kids to learn to identify. So I want to, I want to hear from them and say, okay, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Because the thing is, is that they're going to identify something's off here, but they're not going to know what in the beginning because they don't have, they don't have discernment and that has to be grown within them, but through experience. And so I have to give them that opportunity to start to identify and have these discussions so that we can see. I want to use tools like master books that we can go to when it comes to evolution. And I want to show them what science proves. Well, why do you think it's like this? What do you think? Do you think evolution is true? What do you think science says about this? Do you think that science can prove creation? Let's go and look at this. I want my kids to be able to own the conversation and to actually go through the process of learning that themselves, not me teaching them. I don't want to be my child's teacher. So this goes back to like self-doubt about what are we teaching our kids and and is it enough and is it enough and is it enough and you guys, you guys, you have to get out of that mindset. That mindset is not going to produce success. I really don't believe that. That mindset is going to produce stress, not success. And that rhymes, which I just feel like there's something really powerful in that. (laughs) That is going to produce a whole heck of a lot of stress for you, for your child. And at the end of the day, what is our end result? What are you going for? It is not about the amount. It is about the quality. It is about the discussion. It is about the experience. Is it about what your child is owning in their own education? This is so important and I feel like I need to say it again and again. If I have to do five podcast episodes about this, then that's what needs to happen because someone out there needs to hear that this is not the issue. Look back at the people that we want to emulate. Look back at the people who changed our worlds. 
Look back at the innovative minds and the leaders that have, have, have been the foundation of, of who we are as a country, of who we are as a culture, of who we are as a people. These people were not raised with test drill, test drill, test drill, test drill. These people were raised in a philosophical environment. In one-room schoolhouses. You guys, homeschooling is a one-room schoolhouse. They were raised where all sorts of different ideas and opinions and levels were all talked about at the same time, where you were required to read something and have original thought and discussion based around it. Learning was not drill and kill. Learning was not test, 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 test. It is not about the GPA. It was about the experience learning was an experience. And that's what we need to bring back because the model of education that we're currently following, we have no idea where it's going to end up, but I can project that I do not feel that the model that we are following is going to do anything else other than what, what schools are, what are they geared towards? They're geared towards getting you out in the working world. Well, that's great, but I want more for my kids. Even if they are getting out into the working world, I want them to make a difference in the working environment that they're in. I am raising world changers. I am raising my kids for so much more than just the simplicity of going through the motions of their life. I am raising them to think for themselves and to affect and shift the atmosphere wherever they go. Whether you're talking about this in a Christian scenario or not, I believe that my children have the capacity because I believe they have God, because I believe they have the Holy Spirit, they have the capacity to shift atmospheres. They have the capacity to walk into a room and make a difference with every word that comes out of their mouth. And for me, that is the goal. The goal is not about the test or how much we do. In fact, let's, let's minimize, let's do as least amount of book work as possible. Let's discuss. Because I know that in those moments of discussion, in those moments where we sit around with tea and we talk about current events and how those impact us and what do you think, and the kids actually start to to process what this means and understand the issues that are affecting our culture and our world today, and not hiding them from it, but discussing these things, that is when I see my children getting a well-rounded education. So whether you are facing the pressure and the doubt of, am I doing enough, whether that's coming from someone else, And maybe it is. Maybe your husband or your parents or your friends are judging you and they feel like unless they see the the results, unless they see that you are doing exactly what school-age kids are doing, maybe you're with a charter school or you're enrolled, whatever the situation may be, you could be facing outside pressure and that is affecting you. You have to let it go. You have to. You have to choose that you're not going to live under someone else's thumb, that you're not going to let somebody else's thumb and pressure on you affect the education that you want for your child. You are your child's advocate. You have a goal and a vision for what you want for your family and for your kids, and you are the only one who can implement that. Not a school, not somebody else, not your friends. They're all worried about their own children. You are the one who has to make the decision and stand by it. You're the one your kids are going to one day come back to and and, and have the results of whether they're going to say, this was because of my mom. And there's going to be a lot of things they're going to say, this was because of my mom. And I want it to be primarily good things. I want it to be, I am who I am today because of my mom. 
And I feel like for myself, as somebody who was homeschooled, I can say that. I can say that that I believe the relationship that I have with my family is because I was homeschooled, because my mom sacrificed, because she made that a priority. I can say that when people look at me and they say, wow, you like how much, like you must have a, a university degree. Like how do you know business and how do you understand I feel like, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, a lot of it is personality and my own parents' drivenness and and all of those things and, and God. And I mean, there's so many reasons. But I do believe that the homeschool experience that I had allowed me to, to develop the whole person that I was, not just my mind. I am more than my mind. Your kids are more than their mind. Do not diminish your child to be less than when there's so much more. Do not diminish and put them into a box of just their mind when there is so much more to them. See your child's heart and you are the only one that can do that. If you put them into the school system, no one else will see your child's heart the way you will. No one else has that capacity to understand their their personality, their genes, their DNA, their background. You are the very best person for this job. So stop facing that pressure, whether you are imposing it on yourself or you're facing it from outside people. And I'm not saying maybe you need to readjust. Maybe you do need to add some more things. I'm not saying you shouldn't do school. I'm not saying don't do book work. What I'm saying is that this pressure has to stop. And I'm saying that it cannot be based off of pressure. It needs to be based on your child, on your homeschool, on your family, and on who you guys are. And you cannot let somebody else dictate that for you. Anyways. I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that this was inspirational, regardless of the door slamming and the stomping and the fighting in the background. I hope that this helped you maybe take some of that pressure off and see that there is so much more. There's so much more to homeschooling and that it can be so much more and to give you permission. I give you permission to try, even just try one month of setting aside some of the things that you're doing. Do learning more the way that it was done back in the day. Do the one room schoolhouse Teach your children together and see what kind of experience that gives you. I even recommend it in math. I recommend it in language arts. I recommend taking a month off of school, all of your books, and I say just sit down with them and teach one math to all of your kids. I mean, I've got a son who's in grade six and I've got a child who's in kindergarten. I could do one math about the grade four level and everyone would get something out of it at their own capacity. I am super tempted to try this just for a short amount of time. And I do believe that all my kids should be doing their own math. I do believe that. But I just know that my older ones need reinforcements and my younger ones would pick up on stuff. And I think that that you could even do something like that with even math. And especially if you did that from the very beginning, it's such a cyclical thing and it's foundational and precept upon precept. I, I think that, that that with Bible, with with all of those things, you guys, everything is, is it's like Lego. It's you're building and you're building and you're building and you're building and it's cyclical. And, and so trust the process of learning. Trust your kids and trust yourself. Trust yourself that you know your kids and your family best and give yourself permission to try and experiment with different things. And I just, you guys, I promise you that homeschooling can be so much more than you imagine it to be and that it can be the the thing that you envision in your head or that you see other people doing that you think I want that, but I don't know how to get there. And, and I, I, it must be the perfect curriculum. Maybe, maybe it is. Or maybe it is the approach, the understanding, and the actual view and perception behind their homeschool that is making their homeschool what it is. Maybe they have less pressure 
And maybe they allow homeschooling and learning to be that fun, engaging, experiential-based learning where they talk and they discuss and they go and they explore. Maybe it is a shift in perspective. And maybe that is what you need, not the perfect curriculum that they're using. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys have an amazing homeschool week this week. I hope that amidst the chaos of your own home, amidst the fighting happening in the background, and, you know, the the asking for snacks and all the other things that we deal with, that you find your groove this week and that you find your homeschool joy. And if you want help or inspiration or you just want me to, to, to you know, pray for you or whatever, I am here and I would love to have a conversation, send me an email, Rebecca at homeschoolon.com. A couple other things to be aware of, you guys. I have a couple courses starting up February 4th. The first one is Structuring Your Homeschool Day. That one is going to walk you through your homeschool day. We're doing morning baskets. We're doing looping. We're talking about curriculum. We're talking about the one-room schoolhouse and all of those things and tools and resources you can do to help structure a day to be more successful. If you are going crazy in your day, I really recommend it. It's less than $10 and you get a planner value at $10 for that. So it really is like the cheapest possible thing that I can offer you for help. So if you need help, seriously, come check it out. The link is on my blog. If you go to homeschoolon.com and click on podcasts, you'll see this podcast episode and this link will be there. The other course I'm offering is how to be a VA in a week, virtual assistant. And that is something in five days, I want to give you the tools where you could be working for people like me or for businesses with an online presence, helping them manage their social media, responding to messages because we get a lot of them and posting stuff for them, that kind of thing. So if you're interested in that, you can set your own hours. You can work as much or as little as you want. And there is an unlimited world of opportunity out there. And I really believe at the end of a week, you could have a job and you could be working from home and homeschooling your kids. So if you are looking for a way to supplement your income, um, I would love to teach you. And it's all done through video. We get to see each other. It's a ton of fun and it's only five days. So that link will also be on the blog at homeschoolon.com and go to the podcast section of my site. Lastly, you guys, I totally redid my site and I would love to hear what you think of it. So go over and check it out. Check out YouTube. I post a new video there every single week and would love to see you guys on there. And I hope that you have a great week and we will talk to you again next time. So keep calm, drink coffee and homeschool on.